Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Yeah, I mean, these people who make the predictions, uh, they are trend following. And you know, I'm a big advocate of that on this channel. But I mean, to say something that's gone from four to 40 is gonna to go to 100, it totally could. But it could also go back to 14, like he says. It's knowing when to get off, because you can get on anytime. I love that quote in Michael Covell's uh, trend following book, that you can get on the ride anywhere from four to 100 even when it's at 40 already. But you just got to know if it gets back to like the 36, like a 10% decline, that you aren't going to be on anymore. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there traders, welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is gonna provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Markets are people. People are predictable. Outlier can show you how to track market fear and greed with artificial intelligence on over 1,300 of the largest market cap names. Visit outlier.com to learn more. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. They have a free pilot program for the rest of 2021 so you can get access to right now at O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we're going to have a special guest back on the line, Peter Lynch. Nah, just kidding. We're, uh, we're doing another commentary video. Love these. I, I really do enjoy these. I hope you do too. Uh, today, we're going to be watching a video called Peter Lynch, Why You Should Avoid... Or, no, no, no. I need to read correctly. Why you should always ignore economic predictions when investing. I haven't watched this. I do like watching these cold with you. So here's my thought. I do agree you should avoid economic predictions. And you should really just let price tell you at the end of the day where stocks are going. When you just focus on price, a lot gets a lot better. Because price doesn't lie. Price isn't going to predict it's going to go up or down. It's going to do what it's going to do. And I agree. Without getting into the video already, you should always ignore economic predictions when investing. So let's take a look at it. Always something to worry about. And, uh, this is the difference. This is what happens in the stock market. Because, see, everybody's got the brain power to do well in the stock market. The question is whether you have the stomach for it. That's the key organ in the body. There's always something to worry about. I grew up, I went to school, grew up as a kid in the 50s. In the decade of the 50s, there's this big theory that the depression was caused by stock market crash. Totally wrong. Less than 1% of Americans own stocks in 29. We had this big time recession. In fact, it was a depression. That's what, it wasn't caused by the stock market. We, the economy went down, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates, and we had a big time depression. In fact, we had several depressions like that 
from 1850 on. We had, this was only one of about eight depressions since 1850. But people, in the, people thought the only reason we got out of the depression was World War II, and they said, once we get back, next time we have a recession, we're going to have a depression. And it's going to be a great depression. I never understood that adjective in front of depression. It ought to be crummy depression or bad depression. It was a great depression. I never quite, quite understood that one. The, uh, so people weren't buying stocks in the 50s because they thought that another great depression was going to happen. In addition, people were very scared about nuclear warheads and nuclear war in the 50s. People were building fallout shelters, stock and canned goods. There's something about going to Vermont, building a fallout shelter, putting canned goods in it that you don't buy Minnesota mining or you don't buy Eastern Dakota. I mean, just, the syllogism just doesn't work out that you're buying uh, lots of water, buying a shotgun, buying frozen food that will stay in the freezer with your own generator, and you're looking at growth stocks. <laughs> doesn't seem to work out that way, you know. And I remember in the 50s, I mean, I remember literally in classes, I was in elementary school in the 50s, and they'd come in and have one of these air raid drills. Somebody would yell a hat and come in, they'd blow a whistle, and you'd get under your desk. Even then, I said, I don't think this is going to do a lot of good, you know. Like that. <laughs> the, uh, That's for sure. <laughs> but people were worried about a depression in nuclear war in the 50s. And then, I mean, the, the warheads, they couldn't do much damage back in the 50s. Now one of these stand companies, you know these Kakistan and Kazakhstan, all these stand guys that have spun off these, these Friedman building spin-offs from the Soviet Union, the, uh, the, uh, they didn't lead it, it was a co-deal with somebody else. It's a comedian here. Goldman Sachs and they're, they're, they're on the left side of them. The, uh, uh, every one of these little countries has enough warheads to blow the world up 88 times. I mean, who's built a fallout shelter there? You know, we stop worrying about it. I mean, there's always something to worry about. In the 50s, it was depression and nuclear war. The 50s was the best decade of the century for the stock market. With Fundrise, the same kind of real estate investments that have powered the world's strongest portfolios for... Except for the 80s. Only slightly better. The 80s only slightly better. People didn't expect a lot. We had an okay, it wasn't a great uh, decade. They just didn't expect much. We made it through. And the uh, stock market was terrific. Uh, do you remember when oil went from 4 to 40? Remember that, remember that period? Oil went from 4 to 40, and the experts said it was going to go to 100, and all the countries of the world were going to go bankrupt. And then and the big banks were going to bankrupt, and we're going to have a great depression, and the stock market's going to go down, and... They wind up selling pencils and apples, you know. The, uh, well, I went to oil went from 4 to 40, and the experts said it was going to go to 100. Within two years, oil was at 14. The experts now, much higher paid at this point, are saying it's going to go to 4, and we have a depression. And people believe it again, you know. The, uh, I remember when the money supply was growing too fast, and they said we're going to have a depression. All right, so what are you saying? goes back to the title of the video, why you should always ignore economic predictions when investing. Yeah, I mean, these people who make the predictions, uh, they are trend-following. And you know I'm a big advocate of that on this channel. But, I mean, to say something that's gone from 4 to 40 is going to go to 100, it totally could. But it could also go back to 14, like he says. It's knowing when to get off. Because you can get on any time. I love that quote in Michael Covell's uh, Trend Following book. That you can get on the ride anywhere from 4 to 100. Even when it's at 40 already. But you just got to know if it gets back to like the 36, like a 10% decline, that you aren't going to be on anymore. That was going too slow. We're going to have a depression. Remember the LDC debt? Remember the LDC debt? All the banks, our banks were very smart. They lent all their net worth to Zimbabwe and Botswana and Botswana and all these countries, Chile, a lot of countries they can't pronounce. This is Chase Manhattan and Chemical and Manufacturers Hanover. These countries weren't doing so well. Then they were called undeveloped countries or less developed countries. Now you have to call them emerging countries. It's not politically correct to call anybody an undeveloped country. It's like I just found out the other day that. The term for somebody that's overweight is laterally challenged. You have to say <laughs> laterally challenged. Yeah, but these were LDC debt. Gifted. They're all going to go bankrupt and we're going to have a depression. Uh, then the Mideast was going to go the world. Remember that one? The Mideast was going to go the world. They weren't going to buy our bonds. And the market crashed and we're going to have a depression. Then Japan was going to go the world. Remember that one? Japan was going to have all the assets and they weren't going to buy our bonds and we're going to have a depression. Within three years, the Nikkei Dow had gone from 40,000 to 16,000. The banking system was in trouble. And people said Japan was going to collapse and we're going to have a depression. I mean, people had, on their prayer list, at the end of the day, they eliminate crippled children and Mother Teresa, they're praying for Japan. I mean, you know, 
It's a country with a 15% savings rate. You know, it's bizarre. You know, commercial real estate, global warming. Uh, you know, and I think it's the older you get, the more nervous you get about these things. I think it's very viable. I think while younger people are better investors, is they're not worried. They haven't heard about all these crises. And they're with children. I think if you don't have any kids, you got to rent some kids for the weekend. <laughs> get a seven-year-old and ask him if he knows. As a parent of two boys, I don't think that's a great idea. I mean, it's a great idea so you can get the experience, but yeah, that, that doesn't sound like a fun Money time. Money supply. You know how fast it's growing. Ask him if he knows about the shape of the yield curve is the wrong shape of the yield curve, or that we're 48.3 months into the economic recovery and the average recovery is last 52.3 months. You know, ask an eight-year-old if they know about that. Eight-year-olds have a very high expectation about the next 20 years. That's what you need to do. The more you get away from eight-year-olds, the more you get away from eleven-year-olds, the more you start reading these crazy things you read over the weekend. The uh, in fact, from 1955 to 1985, the stock market uh, went up a grand total of 1,000 points, but it was down 800 on Mondays. So it was, down, it was therefore up 1,800 on non-Mondays. It wasn't an accident. The stock market went down October the 1987 was a Monday. People over the weekend become economists and portfolio strategists. You know. <laughs> I'm there bull if they take their lunch on the way to work. You know, to the, in fact, I knew very well the market was going to go down in October of 1987. Uh, Dave Elson remembers that. It was my first vacation I was going to take in six years. And we decided to go to Ireland and uh, we stayed at all cottages and play golf. And I left on Thursday after the close of the trade. The market was down 55 points, which wasn't a good start, but it was down 55 points. And we got over there, and because of the time zone, we were able to do what we wanted to do and get down to Cork and called in. The market was down about 118. And I said to Carolyn, if the market was down on Monday, we better go back. But we're already here, so uh, I'll just stay for the weekend. So as you know, the market went down uh, 508 on Monday, so I flew home because my fund had gone from, I think, from 13 billion to 9 billion in two working days. And I, uh, oh, it was, uh, ow. The Jeez. trend here is not positive. Like, I could do something about it. You know, you know. The, uh, but there's something when they called, they wanted to say, well, what's Lynch doing right now? Well, he's on the 10th hole. He's even part of the front nine, but you know. He's in a trap right now. This could be a double bogey. This could be a quadruple bogey right here. Could, could blow the entire front nine right here. You know, this is not what they wanted to hear. You know, it, uh, uh, so I have no idea when the market's going to go down and uh, no idea when it's going to go up. I'm totally shocked the market was 4,000 two and a half years ago. Or a while ago. I, I think he just made a key point there. Peter Lynch, right? Greatest one of the greatest investors of all time, just said specifically, I don't know when the market's going to go down. I don't know when the market's going to go up. I'm just reacting to it. I'm just reacting to the price. Wealth of wisdom just dropped right there. It's 8,000. Uh, I had no idea about this. Uh, very surprising to me. But I'll guarantee you the market will be a lot higher in 15 years. It'll be a lot higher in 25 years. What's going to do in the next one or two years? I don't have any idea. And if somebody in this room knows about it, they're not telling anybody. <laughs> or they're not in this room. They're down in Palm Springs somewhere. You know, they've made a billion dollars. Or they know anything about interest rates. Because in interest rates, if you can be right five times in a row in 10 grand, you can have two billion. It's not that many people with two billion. There's a lot of people predicting interest rates. Did you ever think about that one? <laughs> the, uh, just five times right in a row in 10 grand, two billion. It's, uh, if you're right seven times in a row, you can have the GNP of uh, you know, the United Kingdom. You know, it's a big number. It, uh, uh, so I don't worry about that. I know we've had uh, 96 years a century and the market's fallen 53 times. We've had 53 declines of 10% or more. So 53 declines in 96 years, once every two years we have a 10% decline. Of the 53 declines, 15, one five, have been 25% or more. So 15 in 96 years, but once every six years, the market falls 25% or more. That's what we call a bear market, you know, you know that. And it's gonna happen. It's, I don't care when it's gonna happen. I would love to know. Obviously, it would be very useful to know when it's happened. It doesn't make a difference to me. Corporate problems will be a lot higher eight years from now, a lot higher 16 years from now, a lot higher 30 years from now. That's what I deal with. I'll be glad to answer your questions. It's great. Uh, enjoyed it. And uh, I want to start the questions. Okay. So just to round it out, like Peter Lynch was saying, you know, you, you can definitely ignore anybody's predictions out there. But I think the real key takeaway here is that when something is moving in a direction, whether it's oil, gas, your stock of the day, you can get on at any point in time. 
but just know when you're going to get off. And as long as you have that strategy in place, you're going to be good to go. That's not coming from me. That's coming from Peter Lynch. I mean, he called in. It was a big deal. I was like, hey, I got to work you into the schedule, but now really. Uh, I love these videos. I, I think this is super useful. And if you think this is useful, smash the like button and subscribe and share. And uh, make sure you come back for more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you in the next episode. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're going to find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.